0: Hour number three is at MGM tonight. Ryan Horvath, DJ Blaster, Peace. Last night, me and Rob Brown, downtown Rob Brown, host the Rob Brown show. Everybody can check out. Follow on Twitter as well. Good stuff last night, so usual. He'll join us actually tomorrow night as well. we talked a little bit about the franchise tag, NFL free agency. Wanted to do that with you back here tonight, though. Interesting stuff from Brad Spielberger in Pro Football Focus. But before we get to that, I don't want you distracted. I don't want myself to distracted. So uh, the glasses are on right now because we have eight games on here at the Horvat House right now. Page eighty-two seventy-eight. Saint John's over Georgetown, only a four-point oh, we're,
1: lead. We're done. We're lead. done. Minute thirty-one.
0: We're screwed. Florida up 83-80 on Bama, and uh, Clemson beat Georgia Tech. Okay, so I get Clemson home as well. They beat Georgia Tech 81-57. I probably should have went a little bit harder on that. Uh, Clemson's a pretty good team. Georgia Tech is not. There's your breakdown right there. 82-78. The crowd of, like, 50 here uh, at Georgetown going crazy. We were actually up 8, Peach. This dude just hit like a step back, corner three. They're gonna review this. I think this is a two. So we're still probably it in doesn't big... matter. Yeah, we're not
1: we're, we're not covering. We're this probably... Bama Florida. This Bama Florida game is really good. Florida the the this shot that just went in was one of those that like the guy lost the ball and he just like it just went in the hoop. It was insane. Bama, oh, with an and-one opportunity. So a free throw can tie it up at 83. So remember, it's 83 to 82 right now, which is 165. That total was 173.5. Just shows you how many points that is. Uh, so if, if this game goes to overtime and you had the under, obviously you're going to lose. If it's if it's decided in regulation, it's going to come right down the wire.
0: The SEC We're is good, so good.
1: though. Yeah, the SEC is good, man. Florida's going to be a team that a lot of people are going to like. You know, they won at Rupp Arena. We were talking about that last week, and now they got Bama on the ropes. Minute 20 to go, game tied at 83. This is why I don't like Bama in the tournament is because they just don't have a good defense. And against these good teams, man, they haven't been able to pull out these close wins as Florida gets a layup. So they take a two-point lead with a minute to go. But, yeah, it's why – I like Florida. Go Go ahead.
0: Oh, no, no, I was just going to say I like Florida in this game just because of their three-point defense. They're pretty physical. You know, they're pretty good on the glass. What were you going to say, my bad?
1: No, yeah, I just, you know, as great as Bama's offense is, man, they just, their defense is just not, it's not good. and They don't have really a rim protector either. Um, Man, what screwed them this year is, so we knew Brandon Miller was going to leave. We knew Noah Clowney was going to leave. Quinterly, we knew was going to leave. But they, they had this seven-footer, Charles Bediaco, who was their big man last year. He was supposed to be a junior this upcoming year. Him, le- him deciding to go pro, and now he's playing in Europe, was really the stunner. And it's kind of killed this year's team. You can tell Oates really didn't recruit any kind of big guy because he thought Bediaco was coming back, and it kind of just screwed the team this year, not having a rim protector, not having a defensive stopper. And their offense is so good that they can overcome it most nights. But nights like this, when it comes down to the final minute, and it's a half-court game and you need stops, that's when it's killer. But 85-85, 45 seconds to go. I mean, this is, this is when College Hoops is at its best right here.
0: No, it really is, man. I'm a little bit ahead of you right now watching Florida's possession. I will oh, say yeah. this really quick. If Rick Bettino was that upset this weekend, right now it's a five-point lead for St. John's, man. I mean, Georgetown's hitting some ridiculous shots, like some contested jumpers. The shot making for Georgetown, are. of course. the one night we bet against them. The Hoyas' shot making—it's it, been ridiculous, like the level of difficulty. Right, yeah. Don't think, say, Tito's don't say
1: anything in the Florida game if you're if I you're won't. ahead of me. Oh, all right, Bama's got a chance to win it. They got the ball with 15 seconds to go. Horvath, come on!
0: Dude, Patino kind of looks like a vampire tonight. He looks so pale. He looks like he's wearing like a pound of makeup right now. It's 87-81 St. John's, 16 seconds to go. We got one more free throw to go, and it is now 88-81. Seven-point game, Peach What do you have, nine and a half with, with the Johnnies? We still got 16 seconds to go, and it's Georgetown. Anything can happen. I know
1: we need a we need overtime or we need like technicals or I mean we need something good to happen. We, we need a need miracle. Something good.
0: Um, Kentucky underway right now. They're going to close the six and a half point favorites. Georgetown just takes a ridiculous floater, but of course they get an offensive rebound to put back, and uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. We're not going to get the cover. So let's talk about my favorite thing, and that's the National Football League. My money maker. I already have a couple NFL draft props. Um, man, I'm really glad that I grabbed that Marvin Harrison minus 185 to be the first non-quarterback taken because that's like minus 700 right now in some spots I saw today. I took um, Jaden Daniels to go number two overall. I've been going back and forth on that. It could easily be Drake really? May. I think Drake, I think Drake, May, yeah, I think Drake May should be the guy. Yeah, I think it should be Drake May, man. I would draft Drake May. But I think because it's the Commanders and because it's Cliff Kingsbury – I think it's going to end up being uh, Jaden Daniels. But I would take Drake, May. I, I like Jaden Daniels. But, uh...
1: I don't know. I think it's all smoke. I mean, we were talking about this two nights ago. I think it's just the same thing as, like, when it was Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud the whole season in college football, and then Anthony Richardson starts yeah. getting talked up and Will Levis. And... Will Levis? I mean, I know Jaden won the Heisman. But, man, I yeah. don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah,
0: we'll see. It's the commanders, so whatever decision they make, it'll probably be the wrong. <laughs> all right, so one. yeah, you're Stay ahead of me. The... Yeah,
1: you're ahead of me in uh, in Bama, Florida. We got five seconds left. Tide got a chance to win the
0: game, and we're
1: going to overtime. All right,
0: free, hoops, yeah. free hoops, free hoops in hoops. the southeastern conference in the yes, Glasser home tonight. Can rip get up much all.
1: Better. You can rip up all those uh, under 173 tickets if you have them,
0: dude. I can't bet Bama unders every time I bet a Bama under, they score like 110 themselves. So that's not a thing that uh, that's going down anymore. All right, let's talk a little NFL free agency. Like I said, shout out to, um, we got a shout out PFF, Brad, Brad Spielberger pro football focus. Uh, I popped down there today for the first time in like three weeks. And I read the 2024 NFL free agent rankings, the top 200 players set to enter free agency. And I think this is interesting. Scott threw this out there last night, just what the Chiefs are dealing with, because, like, you know, we were talking about how the Chiefs could be a better team next year because they could go out and maybe get a T. Higgins or a Mike Evans. I don't think the Chiefs are going to do that, and I don't think financially they could make that work, to be honest with you, because the Chiefs traded away Tyreek Hill because they didn't want to pay him all that money, right? And since then, they've won two Super Bowls. They've won it because Pat Mahomes is the greatest quarterback, at least right now. You know, I don't know if he's above Brady yet. That's a conversation to be had another day. But he's awesome. That run game, Travis Kelsey in the playoffs, greatest tight end ever, breaking Jerry Rice records. And that defense, Chris Jones, a free agent, right? He's the number one free agent on this list. Uh, And Brad compares his top free agent comparison to Sue back in 2015. If you look at their pro football focus grade, you know, Chris Jones' run defense grade in the regular season, not as good as Sue's. It's only a 59 compared to who who is an 80. But his pass rush grade, page is a 90. And in the playoffs, he becomes like a different dude. Um, a tag for him would be north of $33 million. So if they don't tag him, because they also have to make a decision on Legereus Sneed who is also awesome, like really damn good. I love that secondary. Let's say you could only bring back one of those guys and you have to use the tag to do so. Sneed. Would you go with Sneed over Chris Jones?
1: I would. I would. Even though I think Jones is the better player, I think in today's NFL and what Kansas City's secondary did this postseason, Ryan, they played the top four offenses in the NFL, Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, and San Francisco. They beat all of them. Their defense was really, really good in three of those games against Buffalo. You know, the Bills certainly moved the ball at times and they ran it well. But I mean, through the air, Kansas City held their own. I just think with Snead and McDuffie moving forward and those two guys and Spaggs' ability just to call creative blitzes and how he uses them in coverage, I know that if you have a dominant defensive line, you don't need to put as much emphasis on on the pass game. But, like, look at the Lions, man. I mean, they got a great pass rusher in Aiden Hutchinson. Look at what that does them with with a terrible back end in the secondary. You know what I mean? So yeah. I get the arguments for both sides. But I just think when you have an all-pro on the other side with Trent McDuffie and you compare that with another great corner in Snead, to me, even though Jones is the better player... I think it's a cheaper option with Snead and I think it'd be, it'd be the smarter decision for Casey. What about you?
0: That's exactly it, man. I think it would be the cheaper option obviously. And I love Chris Jones, but, um, and I'm not saying you could find another Chris Jones. Maybe you can in this year's draft, but yeah, I'd probably go with Snead. I love McDuffie and what you're able to do with him. I mean, these guys are both so aggressive, but you could send him on the blitz. He's obviously really good in coverage, you know, but I was looking like, Sneed's PFF grade is really good they compare him like his top free agent comparison to James Bradbury in 2020 but yeah I would go with the cheaper option I would go with Sneed keep him and McDuffie together but I would also like do everything in my power to sign one of those guys if you have to use the tag on the other I don't know if you could financially make that work but like I would just continue to bring back everybody on that defense with Spags because Mahomes has proven the last two years like he could win a Super Bowl with MVS and with Sky Moore and with Hardman who was on a who literally was benched like two weeks prior let's not forget after uh, the fumble at the goal line I mean you got to bring back Pacheco you bring back Kelsey people thought Kelsey was washed because of the regular season he's probably got another year or two left in him and you're probably in uh, fine shape because also you have a first round pick and even if it's a late first round pick This is one of the deeper wide receiver classes we've seen. We're going to continue to say that every year. These wide receivers continue to get better and better every year. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are awesome, man. Like, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, now these guys. I mean, Marvin Harrison might be better than both of those guys. Who knows? And Malik Nabors is awesome, and Brian Thomas is awesome. So, um, yeah, I think the Chiefs should just try their hardest to bring both of these guys back. So, Snead's actually number 10 on this list. Chris Jones is number one. Number two, we've kind of talked about him a little bit, Kirk Cousins it's funny if you look at his pro football focus grades, which I know not everybody loves this stuff or cares about this stuff, but it's comparable to Phillip rivers back in 2020 Kirk cousins. I think solid quarterback, I think good enough to win you a playoff game. I don't know if he's good enough to win a super bowl. He's definitely not the reason that Minnesota's failed the last couple of years or the years that they were in the playoffs. I mean, they gave up 300 plus passing yards to Daniel Jones. It was the pass defense. That was an issue two years ago for Minnesota. Where do you think cousins ends up, man? Like, is he in Atlanta? Maybe not Justin Fields or is he elsewhere or is he back in Minnesota and they go they go in with like one last run?
1: Man, it's the million dollar question, right? I yeah. I think he's gonna stay in Minnesota. I do think he's gonna stay in Minnesota. If he doesn't, I I'm still I'm still not like thinking about this New England. I, I think New England's gonna go after a quarterback, man. I really do. I don't know if they're gonna draft one. They, to me, are a sleeper team to maybe get a guy like Cousins or a guy like Russell Wilson or a guy like Justin Fields. But I do think Minnesota is going to retain Cousins because, Ryan, I think in their eyes it's a two-for-one deal. They know if they bring Cousins back, they're also bringing Justin Jefferson back too, right? So you can essentially bring two guys back by bringing one back, and you could also lose two guys by losing one guy. So, I mean, if you have an opportunity to retain the best receiver in football to go along with a borderline top 10 quarterback I, I think you gotta do that I mean look every team faces this dilemma I mean when you got a quarterback You gotta pay them right Minnesota right. if they don't bring back Cousins They could go through quarterback hell That all these teams have to deal with That don't have one If you don't have a quarterback You can't win in this league We know that So I ultimately think Cousins is staying in Minnesota That's That's my feeling What about you?
0: No I do too I was going to ask, do you think that Kirk Cousins would be an upgrade over Brock Purdy? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it Not maybe as much. Purdy's just really good for that offense, but I think Cousins would be really good for that offense, too, because he's a pocket passer. Yeah. He makes good decisions. Um, so, yeah, I, I, think, I yeah. think he would be. I think he would be, but I think Purdy's really good for what the Niners want to do. I think he's really yeah, good. Yeah, and I think that... He, yeah,
0: I think that's Kyle's guy too. I think Kyle's yeah. sold on Purdy. I don't think that's even an option. I was just thinking about like good landing spots for Kirk. Like, sure. I, I wouldn't want to see Kirk in like Vegas. I I don't want to see Kirk in New England. Like, I think no, New England I should don't just go full rebuild, dude. If they didn't want to rebuild, then they should have hired Mike Vrabel. I, I don't like have anything against Mayo. I just I know that Mike Vrabel could coach because I saw him take Ryan Tannehill and like a like a middle of the road defense to the number one seat a couple of years ago, right?
1: Yeah. What about Pittsburgh? I mean, obviously all this talk about fields is kind of heating up a little bit. I mean, do you think yeah. the Steelers go after Kirk? Would they pay him all that money?
0: I think fields is a great fit in Atlanta. Cause like what I worry about fields with fields is that he's just like a one read quarterback. Doesn't go through all of his progressions, but he's so damn athletic. He can make throws. I-, I-, I don't know about him in Pittsburgh. I think Kirk would be a better option in Pittsburgh. I would like to see Kirk throwing the ball to George Pickens. Um, I mean, I, I think Justin Fields is an upgrade over Kenny Pickett and definitely over Mason Rudolph. But I, I think Kirk would be a better fit. I think Kirk's a good quarterback. I don't know that he wins the Super Bowl, though. And I'd say Justin Fields' ceiling's higher, if that makes sense. We'll take a quick break. We'll get more into this NFL free agency list because we've been through, like, three guys, and there's 200 on this list. Ryan Horvath, <laughs> PJ Glasser, Bad MGM Tonight.